0: And welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. I believe that we can thrive in all areas of life at the same time. But where do we begin? Personally, financially, spiritually, relationally... And often because we don't know where to focus, we do nothing. At least that's the space I lived in for several years. I know what it feels like to constantly be spinning my wheels. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Daily Journal. After working through the Dream Life Action Planner, we need to do something every day so we actually take steps in the direction we desire. Throughout the years, I've developed success habits that have helped me to create a Dream 10 Life In all areas by focusing on one area at a time and I teach you exactly what to do each and every day in the dream life daily journal you'll find a gratitude game every day to start the morning off right a space for prayer meditation journaling a space to write down your clear and intentional dream life goal with affirmations and visualizations connected to that goal You'll then have a spot to write down your dream life action to-do list so you can be intentionally taking action towards your goal every single day. I know that by completing the Dream Life Daily Journal every day for at least 30 days, you can create momentum. And when you do that, my friends, you can live your dream life too. Check out the dreamlifetoolkit.com or Amazon to get your copy of the Dream Life Daily Journal today. Hey, 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 Dreamcasters. Oh my goodness. I hope you are doing well. We are in our second week of quarantine, which means we're all either 10 pounds heavier or a little bit crazier or maybe just lonelier or maybe we're rocking it out and really creating space To find out who we are and and use this pause to our advantage, right? By tapping in, listening, and um, doing some of that quiet work that sometimes we're too busy for. (laughs) I know that uh, that's really my goal throughout this quarantine time is, is to allow it to be a space where I get to create the things that maybe I've been putting on the back burner. You know, maybe I thought it was too hard or I didn't have time for it or I was putting it to the end of my list because I didn't quite know the quote-unquote how. Well, my friends, we've been given ourselves our sabbatical. And this is where so much of the creative work can take place. And our next guest is going to help us do just that. She's going to help us get better at who we already are. And I, and I don't even want to say better. I just want to say bolder, right? Be bolder about who we are and and what we already love and how being bold about who we are, not feeling like we need to be anyone else or learn all these new skills or, you know, try to be X, Y, and Z, but really tapping in to what makes us, us actually will grow our business even stronger. So I am really excited to connect with our next guest who is a copywriting queen and helps us to put our personality into our copywriting into our messaging so we connect with more people who will say yes to what we offer. So Big Dreamcast welcome to Allison Goer.
1: Ah, uh, Denise it's so good to be here. Y'all, I'm coming to you from New York City. So if you hear, I got my podcast mic on, but if you're any rumpus behind me, it's just from the streets of the Big Apple, the land of Broadway. Well, when it comes back open. <laughs> I know. Before we pressed record, I was like, New York, how
0: is it? And I'm sure we all are kind of having our own experiences here, um, but the news can make everything seem so much worse. So, You know, but it's also
1: the power, you know, of us using our words and our voice, whether it is on social media, if you're starting an email list to tell these little stories, because it's something we're going to get into, I'm going to get into really practical ways you can write words that make dream clients, even if you were just starting your business, go, oh, like, because it really isn't about placements, or how big you get. Like, I'll tell more later, but like, I'll be real. Yes, I have emails going, oh, I just got featured in Forbes. Like, here's this article. You know what gets like the most open rates? I am telling you, it is emails like, <laughs> one of my highest open email rates of all time was why I'm eating Thai food in bed. You know, people want to hear stories like them, things they relate to, and so, yeah, I just wrote an email that's going to be going to my list, and it's about how I'm figuring out my morning routine during New York City quarantine, um, especially it's like you don't have a backyard um, or spaces to really go walk right now, because it's harder to be six feet apart from people. And so it's it's so, you know, not it's like to use quarantine opportunistically, but I think it's such a beautiful reminder. We're all in this together that we get to share those little moments and that uh, I get to be honest with you right now, like, oh yeah, there's trucks because I'm in New York City by a window. I'm not in my usual co space in a nice podcasting room. So <laughs> this is life, right?
0: <laughs> this is well, reality. and I think you're right. People want to connect with people. And so even in this time right now, being honest about what's going on in your own life can really connect you with your audience. But I want to know, how the heck did you become a copywriting queen and start this journey and start your own business? Tell me a little bit about
1: how you got here. Yeah, Denise. I think so. Like everyone listening, we all have these experiences, things that we've done and random internships and jobs that made us want to pound our face into our own keyboards. <laughs> but they're all part of this journey and discovering what we're meant to be doing. So like, even if you don't like what you're doing right now or you're starting your business feeling super lost quick note that like it's actually part of the process I think actually every single thing I didn't love or felt like a failure it was all necessary to get where I'm going where I am now so I had interned at Nordstrom I interned at all kinds of companies y'all like uh solar wind turbine companies medical devices I mean all types of things but I found that you know so I was an English lit degree I was in marketing I should have I didn't pair the time together that I could, that writing marketing words was a career, right? That that could even be a business. It wasn't talked about. Sometimes we don't know what we want to do because we haven't heard it existed before, right? Um, And then I was working in production. So I was at a commercial production company in San Diego. When I went to graduate, I was offered a, basically I was between looking at a big job with Pepsi um, (laughs) at a lower level or getting to be at the small production company and my heart was like I love the creative I love that small scrappy feel um that's just always been my personality I gotta go with this one so I was at first like doing PA I was doing the marketing side and uh oh there's an ambulance like oh it was a crazy time in my life because yeah crazy time now crazy time then um, doing marketing, but also let's be real. Like it's the stereotype you would imagine from some movie of like running around getting Perrier for clients while they're on set. And we're like trying to put the models together. And suddenly they're like, okay, you're now the wardrobe stylist. Okay. I'm now learning wardrobe styling. I'm the prop stylist, I'm figuring this out. But what I found was what I loved when we got to work with the agencies or even do some of our own doing the brand parts So we get to just help even listen in and eavesdrop on. What's the brand? What's the message? What do people need to hear? And then I found myself being bummed when my actual job <laughs> and part of it, uh, it was in the marketing, but when we we're in production mode was to go create it, I was to go shoot the content, to go you know, run around to get permits, to make sure it was legal for us to shoot at this park on someone's sidewalk. Because I want to be back in those rooms of figuring out the message and the story. And that's where I learned what a copywriter was. I Actually, was someone on set and it was very, where I then asked if I could get coffee with him, how I could learn about copywriting. I'm like, what was copywriting? What do you mean you can be paid to write words? Like, this blew my mind. And I started doing research that night and immediately just did every training. I soaked up every single possible thing I could. Found my first freelance gig on Craigslist. I would love to pretend with you with something cool and fancy. And it was like an agency hookup. no it was on Craigslist. (laughs) I did that. And others for eight months, I freelanced on the side. I'd work all day, come home, freelance, which again, sometimes guys, we say this and like, now I can say Forbes featured copywriter with a podcast. No, it was me like then on my laptop, typing in a living room table surrounded by all my roommates. So I would (laughs) do that on the weekends. And after eight months, I still loved it. And part of the reason I did take my time, and if you are still side hustling or just starting, that's actually, there's beauty in that. You know, some people leap, everyone works differently. I wanted to be really sure this wasn't just a passion because I'd always loved writing. I was always obsessed with writing and words and storytelling. I wanted to make sure it wasn't a hobby uh, that was meant to be more. And I was still obsessed with it. So I I out i make the leap. And now I'm here five and a half years later. My business has grown and changed so much again and again. It's gone through its phases. And now what I've discovered is my passion and my absolute calling is to really the root of why I am so obsessed with this is I love working with women entrepreneurs, tell them express their personality to show it's okay to be you. It's okay to be yourself. In fact, the more you show up as yourself and tell the real stories, drop any pretense, don't need to sound formal. Not only do people like, love you more for it, but they pay more because as I help my clients with their words, I help them charge premium rates, have, and yeah, like earn more money and get to have their dream lifestyle. Because like you talk about Denise, you know, you're having this dream business to have your dream life and slaving away for 14 hours a day. That's not your dream life. And the right words are going to get you there.
0: Wow. Okay. So a couple things that you said that I want (laughs) to unpack with is super cool is that you realized what you liked because you were also around things you didn't like, you know, the contrast. So you could say, oh my gosh, this piece of my job, I really, really enjoyed. And this piece, not so much. And so then you leaned in to the parts of your job that you really did enjoy and start to develop that. But then you didn't just try it once or twice. You did it for a, quite a while, eight months to really see if it was something that you weren't going to just fizzle out on.
1: Exactly. And it's, I, I'm so glad you called this out to me because, you know, listening, I want you to remember that also just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should do it. And that was the thing I struggle with. Even the first part of my freelance, I mean, man, I ended up, I was writing and somehow ended up doing social media because a lot of people were like, Oh, can you write the social post? Now, can you run this channel? Oh, writing is in PR. Can you use some PR for me? And I t- started doing those things and I had to reel myself back in and niche because the problem was like in my, even in my day job, right? Like it was work. I could literally do these other things, but it was meant for me. I started doing PR and it was like, oh, I landed these clients on NPR, ABC you know, I, but it, it didn't feel good for me. So just because you're also good at something, like maybe you're great, you're great at your current job. You don't have to keep doing it. I just want to give you that permission right now. It is okay to be good at a lot of things and also never feel braggy for saying that. So many women when I talk to are like, I don't, I don't sound braggy, but the thing is I can do all these things. Own it. Be like, yeah, I'm good at multiple things. You don't got to do it.
0: Well, and that's so true. You could be a writer in a lot of different ways, yeah, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you do. Yeah. And so you did write in a lot of different ways, and then you tuned into yourself and said, "All right, what well, feels good to me? What am I excited about? What keeps me going?" And some of it was still writing, but it didn't. St- it didn't feel as good as really helping other people build their business and the brand and the messaging and that part of what you were doing, right?
1: Yes, and this is an it can be a very simple exercise. I think we can get very complicated. Am I meant to do this? Should I keep trying? Wait, especially right now, if you're listening during the pandemic with everything going on, I think there's a lot of worries about money and finances, right? From almost everyone. I'm like, what is going to happen? What is this looking like with the economy? Even now, what you're doing now is setting you up for the business you want. So if you start accepting all these things, it's not going to guide you to the path you're supposed to go on. And how this is how simple it could be. I, this is when I decided to relinquish the PR responsibilities because a lot of people. Two things. One, if you're not feeling good about it, it's not really serving that client. You might feel like you're helping them by taking it on, but if you don't feel good, like they don't want they don't want someone working for them who's actually unhappy. Like we don't, you know, no one wants that. And two, there's someone who would love to do that thing. There's people who love to be publicists. They were so grateful when I said, do you want this project? It's killing my soul. But how simple it could be was I finally just sat down and were like, what are the emails that pop up in my inbox that I get so excited about? And then what are the emails that pop up that make you go, your heart sinks a little bit, like your posture physically slumps slightly. Because if I got an email that was like, hey, we have this brand. She's a yoga teacher. She needs a new website. Oh my gosh. Like my heart rate up. My kidneys are smiling. All oh, is beautiful. If I got an email that was like, Hey, this person wants to get on I don't know, ABC news and they're hoping to be featured. Can you do this PR and reach? And I would just at this fear, ugh, like my body would react. So it can be that simple. If you're deciding how to run your business, even in little decisions, what comes up in your inbox and how does it make you feel? Ooh, so good, you guys. And this is something you can start doing today,
0: <laughs> making decisions and just really like tuning in to what brings you that natural energy, because that's when you're in the zone and that's when things are fun. And that's when you're kind of in that flow where things and, and words and ideas just flow out of you. So you you dive into copywriting, which honestly, I didn't quite know about either until we started building our online business. And my husband does digital marketing. And so he was the one that learned all about how to write lead capture pages and all of that stuff. And so now, years later, I'm starting to really realize that it's not just about websites. It is about getting your personality into all the content in social media posts, blogs. There's a lot of ways now that we use words and we draw people in. So as you are working with clients today, what are some ideas or ways that you help them to think about bringing their personality into what they're doing? Okay.
1: First, personality is not adding, Hey girl, what's up you? It's not adding a greeting and an exclamation point. I have had a lot of clients I work with. When they first come to me, they kind of they check in, like just to confirm. I want to sound like me, but I've even worked with other copywriters where that's what they think. Like, that's what they do, and I'm like, no, we're going to sound like you. So here's the thing: copywriting. I want like yeah, copy just means the words words that are for advertising, right? So the one of the number one mistakes I see is people are like, oh, I love to write. I enjoy writing. Journaling, poetry, books—it's all completely different. Copywriting is a science; it's not an art. It's not about flowing. Yeah, like my words are sassy and fun, but they're also strategic, right? So, and I—this is not complicated—you can do it. When I say it's a science, we don't do like sometimes you're like, "Oh, like I didn't study English." Actually, that might be the best thing possible. I'm an English lit degree, and I will tell you, studying Shakespeare—I actually had to beat out of me because when you learn to write for academia, you're writing these long, flowing sentences. Guys, the average attention span for someone on your website is eight seconds. So there ain't time to have a sonnet or, you know, long, flowing paragraphs, which is actually great news because it means you have less to write, which is great, right? But I want you to confirm copywriting really is about persuasion and capturing attention. And really, the way to do that is shorter words and words that sound like you. So, the, the number one mistake I see, I guess I've, said, it, probably, I've probably said that twice. So, one of the number one mistakes I've seen is people think we have to sound formal, right? We think we have to present ourselves in this way that's, I wanna be professional. I mean, oh my gosh, I've heard so many times, especially if we're in the first six months to a year of business. I think a lot of us, especially if we have, come from academia, come from college. We've come from the business world, especially from a corporate world. It is a different ball game. Now as an entrepreneur, people, they're hiring you. So if they're hiring you as a coach, photographer, copywriter, designer, you're the person they're going to get on video calls with. And they want to like, they want to like enjoy talking to you, right? It's kind of that simple. So if we come across as here's, here's an example. If you're like, I empower women to feel incredible and beautiful and lead lovely, glamorous days. Okay, I'm gonna, I someone might already be triggered if they're like, oh my God, on my website or in my social media, I say, I empower women. Cause I often say that and it kind of triggers people. It's not wrong to say those things or believe it. But the thing is, if it's like on your website, for example, or on a sales page, um, or if you're sending out an email, if you don't have an email list yet, it's okay. But if you start sending out emails, what does that mean? Because the term success, the term empower, a lot of terms copy, like entrepreneurs use are too general. The word success means something different to you, Denise, than it does to me for me, how I am going to see success in my life, it doesn't mean the same thing for everyone else. So the problem is you start promising success for one person like that is living a nomad lifestyle where they travel around the globe, they don't have one address, and freedom is their number one value. It's completely different, right? So if let's say... For me, I'm a copywriter. I could say, I hope you grow a business you love and feel amazing every day. But my message is, I hope you write a website so you get more clients who pay higher prices And you get to shut that laptop down at 6 p.m. So you still get to go to yoga class. Like that's how most of my dream clients see success. And it's just totally different from everyone. So your copy, y'all, is getting to be yourself and really say the words people are actually speaking in, not in the general, right? Because when you sit down with someone, if you had a glass of wine, you'd be like, I'm going to help empower you. Like that's probably not what you would say to them. Like what would you actually say to someone in person?
0: So it's, it really is being simple, simple and bold and, and really get to the outcome of what your business program service can offer them. So it sounds like instead of being fluffy, you know, and really just using the general words, we really want to say, all right, well, what does my business and service offer? What is the, the benefit? What will they get out of it and use words that are direct and to the point to take them
1: there? Yes, Denise, Like, listener, this is actually good news. We get to be simpler, more concise, and be ourselves. And I do want to address one thing because I'm going to get into tactics, but you could have all the tactics in the world. Like, right, I've written copy, like emails, websites that have made hundreds of thousands of dollars. I've been in Forbes, my podcast, right? I've gone because of my emails and how I write, I've landed people that I can't believe came on. But I could tell you all the things and I'll tell you the strategies. Here's the truth, though. What most people are not talking about, and I've only discovered this because I've sat down with women for years and years. I've been in coffee shops with people crying, right? People, when they go to write their website every time, every, this is everyone. You are not alone. You are literally the majority. You're every single person, no matter how famous someone is. They're like, what is wrong with me? Why is it so hard to tell my story? I'm trying to write this about page and I feel like I'm trying to crack the freaking Da Vinci code. What is going on? And and here's why, right? Like I've just seen this again and again. It often goes back to, I'm gonna go full I'm not, you know, therapy mode. (laughs) If as a child or, you know, even through your adult life, if you've been conditioned to not show up as yourself, of course it's gonna feel hard to write it as you. Of course it is. So I invite you to do this. I invite you to think about what, like, did you feel safe to really show up as yourself? So maybe that was a teacher was like, you need to be quiet. Maybe you had a parent that was like, you need to be less bossy. Or maybe even like for my introverts out there, maybe your parents were like, okay, like you're so shy. You need to make friends, like go outside. Like I want to make sure you're social. If you were bullied, right? All these things, these are wired into our brain. Our brain captures and remembers every single thing that has ever happened to us. And so, if you sit down to write and you're trying to be bold, but you had years of being told, like, oh, be quiet, be calm, however it is you show up in the world, it is just because it's hard doesn't mean it's wrong. Like, maybe you write a sentence. I'll put this to you, listener. Has this happened to you? You have your phone out and you're typing some caption into Instagram. And you write a sentence and you're like, oh, is someone going to like take that the wrong way? Oh my God, is someone going to like that about me? Is that too much? Oh my gosh, no, that's too personal. Well, let's get a weird comment. Oh my God. And we start backspacing. I think this, and this happens because right, we've been triggered, especially if you were a kid, um, you were younger and there was comments where you didn't feel safe. You, you were a kid, you were under other people's power. Or if a teacher said something to you, they were the ones in authority. So I just want to give you a reminder, like you're not a kid anymore you know like you own your destiny you're safe if someone doesn't like your post that's actually a great thing no one in this world who has bold and grown a business with high rates with a raving fan base with people obsessed with them speaks meekly all the, their words polarize people right like Rachel Hollis okay the author people love her or hate her and she's fine with it you and if you can do that the sooner in your business you start doing that the better you don't have to wait you absolutely do not have to wait to do that and get started yeah just know it's normal and it does yeah just because it's hard doesn't mean it's wrong it actually means you're on the right path and the more you do it and show up as yourself in little ways it's going to get easier and easier. I promise.
0: Oh, well, I, I, I mean, the therapist in me is like, yes. Oh my goodness. Because I think sometimes we don't know who to show up as because we've been showing up who everybody else has asked us to show up as <laughs> um, mm-hmm. for so long that some of the discovery we get to do within ourselves is really recognizing what do I really like? What do I want? What is important to me? So we can show up as ourselves and tell stories that connect with the dream client because we then are being truly authentic. And so there is some discovery that gets to happen on this process. What are some exercises or prompts that you give people to help them really tap into to their boldness? Well, oh,
1: I got, I have some really specific exercises. I freaking hate fluffy. I was like like start being you. Cause like, what does that mean? So here's some very specific things I want you to start doing. And especially, Hey, if you have more time inside, this is my perfect time. Introspect, go inward, beautiful and outward, because here's also the main problem to these. Here's the main problem. I feel like we spent all this time journaling and vision boarding. If we're inside our own heads all the time, think of it like a wine bottle. If you're the wine From the inside, you don't know what the label on the outside says. Like you're like, I know I'm a red wine. You don't know if you're a Merlot, if you're a cab. Sometimes you need to get outside perspective so you can actually see, oh my gosh, I'm a vintage expensive wine. I had no idea this whole time because I was trapped inside the bottle. So here's how I'm going to get you out of the bottle. Number one, I want you to text a couple friends, loved ones, family, at least three people, I'd say three to like three to five, at least to start, go for more. Great. But three to five people just literally copy and paste this text. I want to ask what is my favorite story I've ever told you? Like, what's a story I've told you that you remember that you just, you're like, Oh my gosh, that's such a good story. What well, First thing that comes to mind, send this text to people three people. Now I always get the same response. I mean, I could talk about like, there's so many things I can tell people to do strategy and this and this. And it's hysterical. Every time I say this one, they're like, Oh my gosh, it's probably about me being drunk or something bad I did as a kid, like people. So if you're thinking that I know, I know like there's so much fear. Honestly, when you say, when you ask this question, it's not even usually what comes up for people. And if you really want a caveat, maybe that's some real wild ears, which is cool. Get it, girl, or guy, where you can always have a caveat. Oh, that doesn't involve alcohol, right? Like you can totally add that caveat because um, it's literally what people always like. I'll say this in group trainings, and then people start private DMing me about, oh my god, it's gonna be when I was drunk. Number one, this is a this shows you what your fears are about yourself. The fact, like whatever you're afraid of. This is gonna be a small private step because you'll start to get stories. And like here's the thing: if people remember a story you told them three years ago, four years ago, that's a good story. I want you to use that story in a social media post or an email. I don't care if you have a list of five people and one is your mom. I want you to send an email sharing that story. So for example, when I did this, my sister said, Oh my gosh. When you went to New Zealand, you backpacked New Zealand a few years ago and you and um, my ex uh, at the time, <laughs> you told me that you had like ears, like elf ears that you had hidden in your backpack and they have been in the backpack for three weeks. And then only when you got to Hobbiton in New Zealand, which is a recreation of the Shire uh, <laughs> from Lord of the Rings, did you actually pull them out? put them on each of you because you were afraid if you told him you had the elf ears, he wouldn't wear them. And I know elves and hobbits, like hobbits don't necessarily have the pointy ears, but you know, had to do it. And so when you, and it went really like, I don't even, I forgot telling you about that. It just starts to show you what interesting things have happened in your life because a lot of people go to write and they go to write a social media post. They go to write about themselves. They don't know what interesting fun facts to put. So this is going to help you discover what those are and remind you, you are unique. You have good stories. Everyone has good stories. I have emails and people are like, oh, you're such a crazy life. No, I don't. Like, I'm just a regular person. Everyone <laughs> has crazy stories. Now, two, if you're actually writing like yourself. Here's what I want you to do. I could ask you, how do you want to be seen? How do you want to talk about yourself? You don't know. I don't know. All of us, especially at the start, we don't know how we want to show up, because we've been clouded oftentimes for so long, on how we think we're supposed to show up. So here's what I want you to do. the first brand that comes to your mind. What is your favorite clothing or designer brand? I don't know about money if you could have one thing your closet was full of. Like maybe it's a shoe brand, designer, like whatever it is. I want you to like picture this in your mind. This is often how we want our brand to be seen because what the my huge problem I see is my the entrepreneurs I work with they're always looking at people in their own industry. The photographers are looking at the photographers, coaches are looking up at Amy Porterfield, Marie Forleo, right? Like, but. That's just looking at everyone else's personality, but your clothing brand, often how you would describe them is how you want to be seen. So my favorite brand is Kate Spade. I would bathe in Kate Spade purses if it would get my hair clean. So how does Kate? She's like simple, but sophisticated, quirky. I go on about Kate Spade brand. Actually, uh, her passing really, if I'm being honest, really affected me because she was someone who I really looked up to. I think for a lot of entrepreneurs actually reminded us that we do have to create a business and a brand and a lifestyle that truly is our dream and makes us happy. Because right now, especially if you are starting your business or pivoting, you get to create what you want. Because you could have this huge empire and not necessarily be that like, be happy. So really, doing it from a ground grounded place that feels real. So side note, okay, case made. But for you, right? So I do this with my students in my group program. I show people how to write their website and create their offers, and write packages. So you're not doing hourly and. Uh, whew, you know, like trading your time for money. And I get people who say things like anthropology, free people, REI. I've had a student go, it's this random thrift shop down the street. Great. Whatever it is for you, how you describe them, go through their website, right? Like, Go to their website, literally look for how they write. How do they describe their products? What does their about page look like? That is going to give you so much more inspiration and show how you actually want to be seen in the world. My REI people, they're like, they're gritty. They're practical. They love to unleash on the outdoors. They show up totally different than people that are like anthropology personality. So what is your personality? It is probably like your favorite designer.
0: I love it. That's a really great exercise because again, we're kind of discovering ourselves here. Before we can be ourselves, we have to discover ourselves because like you mentioned, we are, have all these shoulds put on us. And so I chose just the first one that popped oh, into my tell mind. Me. Tell me. I know. And it, and it was relevant. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's so true. So the first one that popped into my mind was Nike. I don't know. So I was thinking about that. And then I'm like, well, when I think of Nike, what do I think of? I think of strong, confident, disciplined, consistent, bold, focused. You know what I mean? And those are ways I would describe myself. So now I'm going to go and look at their website and say how they connect with their dream client in that way. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah. So I'm cool. fist pumping you, guys, you have right to do now. it and let
0: us know what you come up with for yourself. Oh,
1: dude, please. Like even like if you Instagram DM me, I'll be so, I love hearing what people's brand are. And it's so cool how it lines up. It's so cool because You know what I just, so the way I discovered this was I have those questionnaires that people go through for how I pick them apart. And I always found the clothing brand was like the most telling. And it was what people could go into detail about. And I was sneakily actually taking notes about how it was about them. Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell them that 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 was why I was asking. And my true belief is because fashion is a form of expression. How we want to dress ourselves shows how we want to show up to the world. What We want people to think of us. And that's exactly what your words do. Your words are truly an outfit. They're a fashion of how you're showing up online.
0: Awesome. All right. One last question about this before we kind of move into my ending questions is for those who are like, all right, I am figuring out that I have a few good stories that people do remember that bring up emotion. They're, they're telling me that, that they remember these stories and I feel like I'm starting to identify who I am what's one way that they can connect to their audience? Is it through telling a story? Is it by having the call to action at the end? Like what is a social post that they could create today now that they know some of these tools?
1: I will tell you three ways, my dear listener, great question, Denise, for how to use it based on the platform. So a website, I want to remind you the difference of all these three, because this is where I get the most confusion. Even from people who've been in business like eight years, like, I mean, I have students in my program from, you know, who are brand new to eight years. Um, so again, it's not about experience, which is great, no matter where you're at, is that a website is conversion. People are on your website because they're interested in getting a freebie or paying you for something. They're on your website for funsies. So if someone is on your website, it is full conversion mode, right? Like, what does this person need to hear in order to decide to trust me and buy from me? So... For example, if your story, like mine, okay? Elfairs, New Zealand. Maybe I go, this is something you could do. Go to your, if you already had a dream client, someone you loved working with, go to, their, go to their Instagram, creep on them. What do they love? What do they talk about? And how does it match up with things, right? That match up with your brand. So let's say I go to my ideal client and they talk about trips and backpacking, how they love to travel. Great. When I go on my website and go, I'm going to write you a copy that transports your clients to world dimension. I'm going to take you on a journey just like I love to travel, like when I went around New Zealand and even brought my own elf ears. That person is now, it is part of conversion. All
0: right. So website is full conversion. So you can use that same story, but really with the idea of converting the sale, getting into action and knowing that their main purpose for being on the website is to buy.
1: Right. And a very simple way is on your about page, I would include as like I would have fun facts. I put like at the bottom or the middle fun facts about me. And instead of going, I love music, I love my friends, I love yoga. basically what 99% of people are saying, and if it's on your website right now, that's okay. But like, get specific. People are interested in, you know, specific stories. Like, fun facts. I back to New Zealand and I brought my own elf ears. Like, that's such a more telling thing also about you and how you're probably creative you are, um, whatever your story is. Like, your stories say a lot about you. It shows so much more than stating. Now, on social media, this is where you're building, right? This is where you're building up um, the relationship and more going, oh, here's the fun thing about me. Someone's saying how interesting. They're getting to know you. So that's really your storytelling mode. Go into the story. Go into the details. That's not about going deep into sale mode. So on your website, it's like a quick snippet, two sentences, like preferably like six words. And then yeah, the social media is more of the storytelling. And then for your email, I would use an email to tell the story, but make sure you have a point after. So turn into a metaphor, bring out a lesson or invite someone to hit reply and go, I would love to hear about something silly you've done on a trip or, you know, something, someplace you're excited to go after coronavirus is over. That's getting you through the day. So you're encouraging the interaction and engagement, right? And remember, okay. So for any subject line, make sure you add a little bit of mystery. Do not give away the whole story. I see this mistake so, so often. And if you can do this, you're already leagues ahead of everyone else. Instead of saying, I brought elf ears to Hobbiton and it was funny, be like the weird thing I packed on a backpacking trip or like the weird body part I snuck into New Zealand. Right? Like when you hear that subject line, you're like, what the heck? <laughs> Make sure to add a little mystery.
0: Ooh, such good tips. Such good tips. Thank you so much, Allison, for sharing the exercises that help us really identify and connect with ourselves again, but then like tangible ways we can take that onto our website through social media and into our email list. Now, for those that want to hear more, because we know that there's a lot of questions that we can ask ourselves to really dig up what we love. I know you created an ad lib questionnaire for us as prompts to help us to continue this discovery and you guys can go to allison evelyn.com slash dream what is that dash cast so i'll put this in the show notes allison evelyn.com slash dream dash cast so you can get access to her to continued prompts um that will help us write better bolder and more direct for our clients
1: yeah and i want to confirm like i made this because i kept getting the same questions i would help people because i have a million tips i can give you but sometimes you just need something on a page. This, guys, this is literally like those quizzes you used to do in Seventeen Magazine where it's fun to fill in. I literally ask you like, what's your favorite drink from Starbucks? Like, it's fun. You fill in a couple and under three minutes, you have copy, you have sentences. You could literally copy and paste. Put it on your website today. Put it on your message today. I have people fill in these ad libs who literally change their about page and are like, oh my gosh, I finally get it. This is how I sound like me. I have people that have used them in DMs to pitch people on something and gone wait I actually got a response so yeah it takes under three minutes it's it's super fun and I use them myself so and just, I, I want you to see how easy writing can be so if it's if you're not sure what to do please like these ad libs I get really excited because I see people change their website and it's like my favorite thing in the world
0: yeah well when you <laughs> actually see it come out of our head and heart and onto the page and actually impact the world that's what it's all about yeah so two last questions for you. As an entrepreneur, I know that it's not a straight line, <laughs> um, that there's ebbs and curves and <laughs> ups and downs. So I want to hear um, a few people you've learned from, books you've read, things that you have like, experienced in the past that have kept you going when things got tough.
1: Oh, preach, sister. Okay, so number one, actually, this is a book I'm reading right now. So it's top of mind. It's Atomic Habits. And I'm someone who's right, always learning, done so many self-help books. What I'm really enjoying about this book, y'all, especially I think more than ever right now, right? In this pandemic, we're having to change our routines, figure things out. It can feel like this loss of control. And so to restructure our day and figure out, okay, if I want to start this business. If I want to create an offer, still have some time to process. If you have kids, you know, without, Like all these things creating these habits in very, in very scientific ways. It gets to the root of like, why is it actually hard to eat? Especially for, home. let's be real, if i are going to our fridges more, for snacking more, or if like I want to create content, yet I somehow it's day, right? Week two of quarantine, I still haven't created that blog post. Every, again, we can know all the strategies, but we don't have the habits to actually put them into place. I mean, habits have been huge in me. That's why in the last six months, I've been able to like do two launches, create digital project, products. books, and launch a podcast, and I'm not like anyone could do those things. It was just when I finally put the habits into place. So I would totally read Atomic Habits. Number two, so my mentor turned client, a dear friend of mine, Tarzan K. She changed my life a crazy amount, and she she's a strategist to people like Amy Porterfield. If anyone is considering day rates, that's who I learned them from. So there's a lot of ways to structure your business. And even if you're early on in your business, I want to mention day rates now because my only wish is I'd heard about them sooner (laughs) because I spent so many years doing hourly projects, but I only have a few ways. I. This is the only way I actually work one-on-one with people now because I do mostly group programs is day rates are a way, y'all, where if there's some need, like a quick fix your person needs, whether it's to map out a business plan have tweaks on their website. You can offer a day where you're like, I solve your main problem in six hours and it's super efficient. At the end of the day, they're done with this one thing. People will pay a premium for that. They'll pay more of a premium. And it's not about like, don't take your hourly rate and times it by six. Like think of the ROI and someone booking you for a whole day. That's a whole day of your time. That has intense value. So if anyone's considering day rates or like, I feel so burned out already from this hourly work, consider day rates. Tarzan K is where I learned them from.
0: Awesome. 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 Thank you.
1: And to stay sane, consistent, and in your good flow
0: of healthy habits, what is one thing you do every day that you couldn't live without?
1: Every day I now. Oh, okay. Can I do two things? Sure. <laughs> so many. I habits stack hard and I they take more time. Uh, One, I free flow journal now. When I first wake up, I'd love to pretend I'm super zen. I've always done it. No, I started six months ago, and the first two months it was a struggle to do it every day. Now it's finally a habit, but it just releases all this junk. And sometimes when you see it written on the page, like I'm so scared, I'm going to send this email and this will happen. And then you read it and you're like, Is that really my worst case scenario in life? There's so much going on in the world. Like that is not the big a deal, you know? It like really helps take the fear away. And two. Every single morning, I play this for the last three and a half years. I have played the same musical tract the first three hours of the day. When I hear this music, I I literally, I can't help but just be completely focused on writing because I've done it for years. It's on YouTube. It's called Isochronic Tones. It's basically this sort of mix of tones, um, music that oh man, it just gets my brain in flow. If I didn't have that, I, oh, oh my gosh, I, I would just fall apart. <laughs> I'd fall apart that's dramatic. But it really helps me get my writing flow. Yeah.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you guys. If you have not tried free-flowing journaling, and now is a great time to do it. it um, is and I'm gonna look time. up that yeah, I'm gonna look up the YouTube music too and um, post that in the show notes because. I love really practical things like that, that we can implement today. And we all often have music going on in the background. We might as well
1: have one that's going to help us. Um, Dude, I've, and I've totally, like, I had this guy at my co-working space once, he was creeping on my shoulder. He's like, I see you open this up every day. Like, what is this? So then he started and a month later, he's like, by the way, I've been playing that every morning the last month. So it's totally not just my brain. So I'll say I'll make sure I'll send you the link that I use so we can share that with everybody.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. You guys check out Allison on Instagram and go to the website, com slash dream dash cast to get her ad lib questions for us. So really we can all just put our best foot forward really connect with who we are and share that with the world so we can build our businesses in a bold way. So thank you so much, Allison. It was awesome to get to know you today.
1: Oh, thanks, Nise. This was so much fun. Listener, you're killing it. You're rocking it. I can't wait to see how you just keep skyrocketing. Let's do it. Woo.